the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, she's wrestling. She's wrestling. Our podcast has been trending through the roof lately, and I think it's because of things like this. People practicing their best promos at home and releasing it to social media. Play it, producer Chris. 15 years, I've been running Primo's Wrestling from the ground up because somebody said I had an idea that wouldn't draw any money. Somebody I worked for said, sorry kid, that idea isn't for me. Normally people sit there and don't name names. I have no problem naming names. The only reason Primo's Wrestling is in business right now is because Steel Town Pro Wrestling wasn't interested in my idea. My idea wasn't for them. Sorry kid, Bret Hart isn't going to show up. Well, Bret Hart showed up and off to the races we went. Following year, sorry kid, that idea is not for us. TV won't work. What did we do? We got on TV. And all of a sudden, Mark Merrick, who can't do shit in this town, has TV, has the biggest drawing promotion around, and sorry, that idea is not going to work. Along comes the pandemic. And guess what? Primo's Wrestling is on the outs, just like everyone else. And what do I do? I don't start up Primo's Wrestling again. I go to another affiliate and say, hey, man, I got these ideas. That affiliate says, sorry, man, I don't think you'll draw any money. And on July 21st, 2021, I came out to a sold-out house to prove that Mark Merrick can still draw money. I've got the only shop in town dedicated to their wrestling promotion. I've got the only shop in town that's dedicated to making wrestling in Manitoba a bigger brand. I don't care what affiliate it is, whether it's the CWE, Rob Stardom, WPW, I don't even care. But Primo's Wrestling will not sit on Mike Davidson's talk show and be number three in this city. Everyone said Booking the Villain was going to get us cancelled. Well, I'm sorry, but Booking the Villain against Mentolo at the Pyramid was the greatest match this city has ever seen. And our fans came to say that. So when we flipped the script on October 1st with Flip Gordon and Mentolo, I will show you that Primo's Wrestling is number one in the ring, it's number one in sales, and it's number one to the fans. And undisputed, whether I'm a shitty wrestler that doesn't draw or I'm a comedy wrestler that nobody's going to take seriously, Winnipeg takes me seriously, and so will you. 
no, we don't take you seriously, Graham Keem. Uh, but we are giving you some valuable time on the podcast to dispute the undisputed m- money drawer. Yes. And 70 the- fans in Winnipeg. <laughs> Is that what he drew for Marty Skrull? In the pyramid, 70 fans. Um, Apparently configured for 100, but 70 fans, I got news for you. You're losing money and over fist. Oh, he's going to he's going to argue that. He's going to say but he's it's the B she's wrestling show. Do not call it the Mike Davidson podcast. You know, I've the got Mike a, Davidson talk show. Well, yeah. and, he, and you know and he, he doesn't want to name names, but he doesn't name any names. And then he deletes the video. <sighs> Whoops. I managed to get a copy. Yeah. I knew it was the coming down. The TV that he had in 2000 and whatever year after 2010 was Shaw Cable. It was community access. Wouldn't be bragging about it. Uh, it didn't lead to big box office. Listen, I like Graham and I actually like this promo. A lot of fire. I think that he's trying to make a point. He doesn't like being called the number three wrestling promotion in, in Winnipeg. He is. I was number three when I took over as the booker for Top Rope Championship Wrestling. It wasn't just me. It was you. We were all number three. Bobby was running the number three outfit behind Tony Candelo and Nelson Mayer as Indigenous Wrestling Alliance. But you and I have never been number three at anything for long. No. And behind CWF at the time, that was definitely like it. TRCW was lagging way behind Vance Nevada in a nice way, handed over the book to me, and we got momentum. And once we had momentum, it only took a short amount of time before we had blown it out of the water. And that's a testament to Bobby J's work as a promoter, my work as a booker, your work as a top talent. And that's been the argument all along with Primos. Focus on promoting. It might be something you do well. Have a booker who focuses on creating the idea that's going to get you momentum. You have the talent. Mentalo is there. Is he, the, is he the biggest drawing promotion? No. Not even close. No, he's, no it's a fraction. It's a fraction of what WPW draws. Is WPW has 700 tickets sold for the Burt. And almost sold out for their August show. Yes. Like somebody like tried to say left. somebody tried to say on social media this week, well, WPW is not selling out anymore, so there's is there wrestling fatigue? Uh Monday Night Raw is gonna be very close to nine thousand tickets. Two hundred and sixty seven left at the time we're recording. As far as I know, CWE has had a little bit of a dip in summer, which I predicted. Winnipeg Pro, even in a tough summer, has continued to their momentum. Primos, who we said in the spring, needed to find a better venue, has not found a better venue. There are things they're doing right. They're going to be a part of the fall fair for the Red River X. Hopefully, they do it better than they did the the major Red River X. This promo, he calls out Steel Town. He calls out all of... What was that about? uh, I guess he went to Stardom in 2009 when nobody gave this guy any credibility. Stardom gave him a chance, and I guess he felt his ideas weren't heard. Okay. What's Stardom going to do? Bring Bret Hart to Selkirk? Well... At that little memorial hall? Yeah. Come on. Well, the thing with the Bret Hart thing, you drew, but I don't know what you drew. I don't think you drew a 1,000. Like Eddie Guerrero set the bar in Winnipeg, 1,700. Granted, 2002, it's a different time. Whatever. (coughs) But why would he, like he was saying, Steel Town wasn't interested in my ideas. I'd love to hear some of his ideas. We're watching his ideas. His idea was to put land, uh, um, 
TJ Cannon right. as, as his top guy. Okay, good. He's got a great heel in, Ty, in Tyler James. He's got Mentolo working on top against his imports. He's got Flip Gordon coming in. He just had Marty Skrull. He like he's trying things outside of the box, but only the most hardcore local wrestling fans are buying your tickets. Then you release a promo like this that's blatantly false. Anybody who fact checks it is going to say you're wrong. That's why he deleted it, probably. Rob well, Sardom did fact he check. He says him. Mark Merrick drew money. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Fact number one. That's wrong. <laughs> and then we say he's a shitty wrestler. He's the he's the bigger. The, he's the biggest brand in Winnipeg. Not true. Other than he's got a store on Portage Avenue that people drive by. He's got a shop dedicated to his promotion. That is true. That is true, but... Uh, <sighs> and he won't sit by on Mike Davidson's talk, talk show, show. Yeah. and be number three. Well, if you're... You tell me who's number one, who's number two, and who's number three. And, and justify why you say it. Like, okay, so maybe he could argue because he runs four dates in Manitoba that he's second to Danny... And that WPW, because they run less dates, but higher quality events, like uh, now you've called us out where we have to debate it and and justify our opinion. And now he said he's number one in the ring, number one in sales, and number one to the fans. Did he mean that his in-ring product is better? Because he's, he's not... Well, he's not talking about himself, I'll tell you oh, that. Well, right. that that's, that, that's the problem I had with the promo. And, like, I, I thought the promo was good. There's good energy, like you said. He's got fire. But it he got, believes what he's saying. It, 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 there was a mixture. It started to mix between him and the promotion. Who was he talking about? Sometimes he was talking about Mark Merrick. Sometimes he referred to himself as Mark Merrick. Sometimes he referred to himself as primos and used those accomplishments. So if I was to give him a little bit of advice on promos... Make sure it's factual. Number one. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Just give yourself a little. I'm not saying right. It, it was out. all about him and not about his talent. Exactly. Point Why not say him. Tyler James has been one of the best wrestlers in guys, Winnipeg? Get your guys over. all year, and he's only wrestled for us. And nobody believed TJ Cannon could be a top guy in Winnipeg, even though he's a big star in Alberta and a big star in BC. But he's a big star for Primos. Yeah, Mo, I think he's Mo Luke, Mo Luke, Mentolo, Mustachio. Talk about the things that are going to make people look at your product. Nobody's going to base. No one's going to make a ticket buying decision based on Graham Keem's talent. They may like him. They might may buy a ticket to support him. But it's not based on his talent. And that was all about him and nothing else. And let me tell you something. When I was in TRCW, PCW, AWE, and WFX, and you were there, it was not about me. It was about the team we were able to put together, and the team drew. It was not me. Maybe Never. do you think he's trying to stick up for his roster to kind of motivate them, to take them to the next level, to maybe, is this what I he's think, maybe doing? I well, then he, there's a yeah. mistake, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I think he might be trying to stick, I'm giving stick him the, up for I'm it. I'm giving yeah. him some credit because I've had people messaging me after he released this ridiculous promo, which has since been deleted, saying, what did we say to set him off? And I sa I'll tell the same thing. I don't think thing. he was at I don't think that was aimed at us. I don't think so either, but I will tell everybody that we are more than fair for that to that yeah. guy. We could absolutely destroy him and bury him every which way and would have every right to do so, but we don't because we keep this as a positive kind of environment. We do talk about things, stupid things that people do, 
If you don't booking want us to Adam talk Knight. about, if, if you don't want us to talk about him, don't do stupid things. Yeah, booking Adam Knight when no one else would touch him because he got physical with a fan who didn't deserve it. And he kept saying, "Winnipeg will take me seriously, Graham. You dress up like Brett the Hitman Hart. We cannot take you seriously. You are not trained. Like, stick to promoting. Stick to pushing your brand. That will get you further than getting in the ring and embarrassing yourself and this business." There was a lot of mistakes in what he did, but the timing of it and the effort of what he was trying to put out there. And I have a feeling that he's going to release something that's a little bit more refined. Listen, the pandemic did not affect your business because you would have, you would have been one of those people that would have tried to, to skirt what the public health orders were and run despite the pandemic. What show is he talking about? The July 21st, 2021, quote unquote, sold out show that he's talking about. What is he talking about? Was that his wedding? I think that might've been his wedding. Oh my gosh. At the Viscount Gort. I bet you that's what he's talking okay, about. Well that, I, it's around let, that time. Let's hope he's not talking about that because that's a whole other thing. We'll Either way. That uh, we, we've given, people wanted to know what our response was. I'm flattered you talked about us. I'm I'm hot. You didn't talk about Chris or I. Yeah, like it's the Mike Davidson <laughs> talk to, show. Likes to name names. Well, kind of is. Doesn't like to name my name. Yeah, I think he was. Walks, wor- I think he was worried about what you might say or do. Well, he, he, I'll tell you. He do you walks, know he used? He to, walks the other way when he, I walk. You in the know room. what he used to say about you and I? That we were steroid buddies. I have never been <laughs> mistaken in my entire life for, on. for being a steroid user. That was the biggest compliment I ever got. So now I owe him one a compliment. I love that compliment. <laughs> yeah. I, so people have said that. Davidson. People have said that before. Oh, you must be on steroids. I'm like. Thank you. Yeah, Juice, Juice Monkey, geez. Mike Davidson. Like how, how sweet of you. Um, <laughs> here's what I think he needs to focus on moving forward. Not us. Well, no, and I don't think he was. I think, like, I knew that w- some of the stuff we were saying were, was offending him. So come on the show and talk or about it. Or listen to it every week so you hear the positives. And don't listen to it with that defensive, with that defensive tone already in your head. Listen. You, he has the, the, where he's at, he can only grow. He's doing some good things. Where WPW is, they can only stay the same or, or maybe grow in terms of ticket sales, but they can't go from number one up. CWE, if anything, they have to be the most bothered by the current landscape that they went from a one dog race, Mm -hmm. one pony show to three of them, and they're having a hard time standing out. And that's where the Mountie will come in favor for, like, will help out that their their cause. This idea that you're going to bring in Flip Gordon, Marty Skrull, it's interesting. I have some news on those. But if you're going to yeah. sit there and you're going to boast that everyone said we'd be canceled because we booked the villain... Listen, you're the only guy who can book the villain. AEW can't book him. WWE can't book him. NWA can't book him. Uh, Impact can't book him. New Japan can't book him. You know why? Because their blowback would be more than they could handle. But because you're known as a guy who does not put quality and, and professionalism first... Nobody thought anything different out of you grabbed Adam Knight, the the guy that slapped a defenseless fan and he was a defenseless fan. And everyone said, well, of course the sideshow ridiculousness of primos. That's where that would work. I called it the day after the slap. I said, he will end up in primos. You did. That's right. Mike Davidson was right again. Don't, don't tell him that. Yet again. (laughs) Don't tell him that. Get Here's the thing. We've said Tyler James could be a booker. We've we've mentioned you have talent like you have uh Robbie Royce and ATM. You 
You have Mo Billy Luke. Blaze and, and Big Cliff. You have Mo Luke. You have Tyler James. You have Mentalo main eventing your shows. Even Adam Knight. You have, there's no reason why people are saying your shows suck with that kind of core talent on your show. And nobody is saying his shows suck. Who's saying that? We're not. I talked to a lot of people who said his show with Marty Skrull at the at the Pyramid was actually a really good yeah. show. Some One person said it was the best local show they'd seen in a very long time. I think all we're saying is if he would do a few things, make some tweaks, it would make an improvement to his overall presentation. If every promoter thought this way, how do I attract mainstream fans and sponsors, they would present their product a lot differently. In WFX back in 2010, AWE in 2005, PCW in 2002, I worked for a businessman who, if I wanted to do stupid stuff, would say, uh, not on my money. <laughs> no, you have to do it like, you have to make me believe you're trying to be big league or I am not paying for this. And that, was the quality control that a guy like me needed because I, I would love to do things that were a little weird. Look at the advantages Primos has though. Well financed. We don't know if they are or not. He's got money. They seem to be sure. Right. He has a store which he can use to push or promote or ticket on sales, signings, all these types of things. He, he works hard. Yes. Right. He's got beautiful equipment. He does yep. not work any harder than Danny or Primo or uh, WPW though. Fair. But I mean, he's got some advantages that certainly Danny does not have. I wouldn't be surprised and I don't know. So I could be speaking out of turn. I wouldn't be surprised if he was smart enough when he was starting this business to go to um, a business like a business consultant and go for funding. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a business loan there and maybe some funding because he's probably under 40. I have a feeling that's how he's financed is actually legitimately as a business. Very good on his part if that's the case. And I wouldn't be surprised, although he never talks about it and it's a big deal, I wouldn't be surprised if he is the guy that actually wrote a business plan or had somebody write a business plan and he's trying to follow that. Because some of the things he does clear to me seems to be that it's part of a business plan. It's just not, I don't think he's been as effective as he could be. This is a guy that could really benefit from saying, hey, Mike, off the record, because I don't want to be, I don't want to be publicly tied to a wrestling company. Could you give me some advice? Just like Shaggy Campbell does. Exactly. I had no problem giving him. I would answer any question. I would give you good advice. One of the, my big advice for Primos right now would be get a better venue. Get a square venue. What is their venue that they're using? They were using the the Chinese cultural center. Yeah, they were using that and they were using, and now they used pyramid. Yeah. But the Chinese cultural center is a big rectangle. You cannot, I have never seen a rectangular venue that's good for wrestling because you have two rows that are really close to the ring and a very long, like, I think Danny, the only one was Franco Manitoba cultural center to me. That was really good. That was a rectangle, but it was big auditorium. It could hold 600. Yeah. It was a big rectangle. If I am Primo's right now, I want a 400 seat venue that I can figure out a way to get a sellout in. That's a big deal when you can get a 400 person sellout. If you can do that legitimately and authentically, but I'm telling you, his fans are mostly the wrestling fans in Winnipeg. Why doesn't he take it like the air cannon method? Like, Saturday Night Nitro. <laughs> he did a he did a mall show before. Didn't he have Kevin Ma- Nash in a mall show? Yes, because he had the store, and I don't think Garden City understood what was happening. It was after hours. It oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like it wasn't like 
you didn't have any foot traffic because it, you, it, oh. you it was a ticketed event. Okay. I wonder what it would take to go to Polo Park and say, hey, we want to be center court. How, but Polo Park will want money. They're, they're not going to pay and they're going to want money. He brought in AJ Styles before? Somebody, I right? think like, it might have been Scott Carnegie said to me, how how hard would it be to get Portage Place as a venue? But again, how are you going to get good? Like, it's a hard place to get people to go to watch a show. I There's no, tr- no parking. What? I mean, beyond the fact that it's a terrible element of people around, to put it nicely, um, there's nowhere to park. Yeah. We should make a commitment now. Well, I Because it's August. Yeah. Middle of August. We should go to Primo's October 1st. October 1st is a Sunday night. Flip the script. Yeah. There's no long weekend. Sunday night, October 1, we can go. Do you know how much that's going to cost me out of my pocket? Because I'm going to have to give up a Sunday night surveillance shift that pays very well. Really? Yes. Well, we can... Maybe we can I will make PO. it. I will make it. You can Let's walk, go. You can watch the J.C. Penny dressing rooms another day. But I will. Uh, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no J.C. Penny anywhere nearby. Um, I, I I plan to go to the Jacques Rougeau show in Winnipeg. That's T.W.E. September 8th, which is the night before Banjo. Back to school yeah. bash. In fact, I've suggested we'll podcast oh, right. live yes. from yeah. there. Yeah, that's something we can do. Um, okay, so you had some notes on Marty Skrull, did you? I yeah, the I Marty. so Marty Skrull was just in. Obviously, we've talked about this last week. Um, but you know what? He even said he was disappointed because there have been some pretty small crowds. How, how, does he think he can draw when he's canceled? Well, he was asking, basically. <laughs> that's a great question. But he's asking, you know, why are these crowds so small? How small were they? Winnipeg drew 70 at the Pyramid when I think it's only configured for 100. Yeah, it's a small venue. The best drawing uh, venue was the Little Saskatchewan venue. And yeah. I've only seen kind of clips. That's a First Nations community? Yeah. 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 I've only seen clips on that one. And how did that look? A couple hundred, maybe 100? I mean, yeah, we can't tell. I, I'd have to ask Candelo to look at the number. He would probably yeah. be able to tell you right down to the right person. But yeah. happy birthday, by the way, to Tony Candelo. Yeah, 81 right? years old. Yeah. He spent his 80th birthday with us with on us. the show last year. Yep. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the matches were all very, very good. Uh, apparently, he was very well received. Um, he did question a lot of the, like like we do. The talent? Well, we'll get there. He questioned a lot of the decisions that the office has made, and he would say things to certain people, basically, like, why, why do they do this? Why do they do that? And some of the things he's questioning are, again, all things that we've talked about here on the B-She's Wrestling Show. But, of course, this is a third party. He doesn't know what's going on here, and he's saying a lot of the same things that we are. So probably where there's smoke, there's some fire there. Um, they did have their training session with Marty Skrull. How many people did it? I don't know how many people were there, but the idea, like you had mentioned previously, is, hey, let's get some guys in and, you know, let's not teach them so, like, the mechanics, so to speak. Let's teach them how to polish them up, become a better heel or whatever, better performer. His quote was, how do I teach psychology when these guys can't even run the ropes? Yes, that's the problem here. Is Mar- train with Marty Skrull, you have to already be a certain type of performer. Like where this would have worked is take the 2004 or five or six roster of PCW that had Mentolo, Roskills, Omega, uh, Chad Tatum, Mike Angels, and a guy like Marty would have come in and said, okay, you're actually really good. If you did this, this, and this, it would make you better and could do that with every guy. And I t- mentioned it last week, what I want, what I've, I've actually evolved my Tom Pritchard idea 
What I would do, sorry to cut off your no, Marty Skrull. No, Are we good. done with Marty? I have a few more points, okay. but go on. Uh, th- I'm going to sidebar here. Okay. What I would do with Tom Pritchard is I would have him come in and I would ask uh, CWE and WPW to have a show that weekend, if possible. That way he gets two shows to look at the talent, do a workout one day with the CWE crew, the next day do a workout with the to- with the WPW crew, and it might be the same guys. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the CWE show, I'd want him to say, okay, this show was really good. Promoter did this right. This guy, this guy, this guy was really good. This guy's got a lot of work to do. And sort of grade the talent so that it gives us a backing of why this guy is good would be, we'd have an expert that would come in and tell us and tell them. And also he would isolate with each guy, hey, I thought you did this really good in training and then I watched your match and you applied what I gave you advice to do, right? So that it would show that these guys could be could be coached basically, right? I think it would work so well. He'd do it over two nights, then give us his, his assessment of Winnipeg wrestling. And it would be a positive note for Winnipeg wrestling because a lot of people say Winnipeg isn't that good. And I would argue that there isn't a mental o in every market. Yeah. There isn't a... AJ Sanchez. AJ Sanchez in every market. Danny Duggan. Yeah. Like Granted, a lot when, of great when you go to Alberta, you'll see some of their great talent. When you go to BC, you see some of their great talent. Saskatchewan, they have great talent. Every place should have great talent that's a little bit different. I want something that's very positive for Winnipeg talent. Because there, we all know it being here that it's good. But there's people that have that negative stigma on Winnipeg. So if we ever did that with Tom Pritchard, that's what it would be. Something that was so positive for the market. And there would be guys that he would say, listen, I don't see what this guy's all about. I, I saw, Lots of those. Did I show you the screenshot of the last text exchange I had with Tom? Yes, he did. Where I sent him the video of a wrestler <laughs> slapping. He, and he called him and I just, I just watched that idiot or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the Marty Skrull notes. Yeah, so I mean, overall, I mean, I think... The matches were good. The draw was a little bit down. Um, it's also the beginning of August. Well, like, that's exactly and it. And it's a long weekend. A long weekend. Well, I wasn't going anywhere near any wrestling shows. He only kind of hung out with certain people. I think he kind of gravitated. He could tell probably which guys kind of can handle themselves. Can and, you say who those people were? No, not really. <laughs> um, so he kind of hung this out with... This is the great thing about having a stooge. You have to protect the stooge. Protect my sources at he all costs. He hung out with the more, more legitimate guys. But listen, he helped unload the ring. Yeah. Like, was, I remember when CWE had Claudio Castagnoli here, he was helping set up chairs and unload the ring. So you know what? Good on him. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, so I thought that was good. Now, Flip Gordon is coming October 1st for Flip the Script. Flip Gordon against Mentolo in the main event. We, I was wondering, and we were talking, hey, whatever happened to Flip Gordon? Great talent on being the elite all the time. He was hanging out with Cody and the Bucks and then in Ring of Honor, and they were doing this book flip thing prior to the original All In in 2018, pre-AEW. What happened to Flip Gordon? Flip Gordon, apparently, he's a little bit canceled too. How so? Well, he says, okay, there's two ways of thinking on this. During the pandemic, he was a COVID denier. And we're not going to get into whatever your thoughts are or people's thoughts are on that, but he was a COVID denier. And he was also a flat earther. Believing that it's not a sphere? Believing it's not a sphere. Now, I will say, a lot of people shied away from him. Um, When Skrull left Ring of Honor under his booking role, I believe it was in January of 21, 
um, Flip Gordon was kind of gone as well, and nobody's really touched him. Since that time, he's gone back and said, hey, I was doing a character because these were hot-button topics, <laughs> and that's what I was doing. So you can read some interviews where he's trying to kind of defend it in that manner, Yeah, but he's kind of trying to put the genie back in the bottle. So I think... You know, that's a dumb thing to be canceled for, anyways. I mean, like, yeah, you can be uninformed in your opinion. Yeah, flat Earth and COVID denier, whatever. Like, you can be as stupid as you want to be. That's not a reason to yeah. cancel somebody. Sure, absolutely. And you know, like we said, I mean, there's all sorts of different thought thoughts and theories on yeah. that, in which we won't get into on a wrestling podcast. But you know, he hasn't been around since. He hasn't been around. A, he hasn't had a sniff of a national company since. He's a hell of a talent. He's a former Marine. Um, he's a decorated guy. He's a young guy. He's is he his, American? He's American. He's from Montana. Okay. He's in his early 30s. He's a hell of a talent. Yeah. yeah. No one's touching him. Good talent to bring in. So it's like, you know, getting back to Primo's, it's like it's like the, it's like the canceled tour. Like everyone yeah. who's not getting booked anywhere else, come to Primo's. How, we'll book you. How come no one's bringing in Mike Bailey? Speedball Mike Bailey? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, he's working with Impact, right? Yeah, but how come nobody in Winnipeg is looking at this guy? Give you a hell of a match. I wonder if he's... Would he draw, though? He'd give you a good match. I don't think he'd draw. Will Flip Gordon draw? No. Well, So maybe, that's the maybe, same argument. I would Why argue not? Speedball Mike Bailey would draw more than yeah. Flip Gordon. And, and I, I like Flip Gordon a yeah. lot. Yeah, I think you can get more steam on... on again, these these people... The average fan is doesn't know who these people are. You're going to have to educate them. I felt that um, Primos didn't do enough. They, I think they should have released a highlight video of Marty Skrull. And I think they should have released his best matches on YouTube, like one a week, mm-hmm. to get people to go, wow, I can't wait to see this guy against Mentolo. How did it work when Player One teamed with Marty? Did that happen or did Marty, do you know I anything about the, that? Well, I believe the teaming was just for the lunch. No, I thought they advertised that it was going to be them against Team Impact. Was that what it was? Yeah. That I I don't know what happened there. I, I could. We would have heard some stories. We will hear some stories. I'm we'll sure. follow up on that. Yes, yeah. we'll follow Let's up. Reach out on to the any anything more on Marty? No, I think that's. Uh, that's Why really are about people it. stooging to you and not me about this stuff? Well, because I need to. Like, I think hey, you must I'm be the guy calling who, around. I'm and, the guy who does the research yes. for these shows. I need to have some content. Let's, here. What are we at for time, producer Chris? I was just going to mention. By the way, for for somebody who's complaining about you know not getting fair representation, we just spent thirty minutes talking about thirty thirty talking about okay. Primo's quit wrestling. Your, quit your crying. Primos. Okay, so and uh, when we come back after the break, I was going to talk about this before the break. We're going to go from one Marty to the other Marty after the break. This episode of B She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Bees She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B E E Z S H E E Z. One word to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. This is Mr. BC Goodness, Best Nevada, the author of Uncontrolled Chaos, Canada's remarkable professional wrestling legacy, on sale now. And you're listening to Bees, She's Wrestling. All right. 
So before we go to the next segment, I wanted to tell a funny story. I recently said I couldn't believe that nobody was trying to contact Canadian wrestler El Fantasmo about doing shows. He would be one of the best names from BC. in terms of a match. Yeah, he's from BC. His name's Riley Vijay. I've known him since like 2007 or maybe even before that. Reese V's? Oddly enough, in January <laughs> of 2007, Dan King ran New Wrestling Nation up in Grand, or sorry, Prince George, BC. Yes. Riley was there. El Fantasmo. He didn't wrestle on the show. What he was, did he do? We booked him as a videographer because he was a video, he was a video wow. journalist or whatever. So for a trivia question, I had recently said to said on the show that I thought someone should be trying to book him and you might have to pay an airfare from Japan. And I said, Hey, listen, have you ever considered being on a show in Winnipeg? And he said, no, (laughs) I actually haven't. He said, I spend all my time in Japan. He said, but if I was going to be home in Vancouver and something worthwhile was happening in Winnipeg, I would definitely consider it. Um, and that might've been, there might've been an underlying thing like saying, Hey, you know, you're cool. I'm cool. If you're doing it, I would consider doing it for you. Is this wrestling or videography? <laughs> no, yeah, I'd be booking him as a wrestler this time. <laughs> if you haven't seen this guy, go watch him and we should share some pictures and video. He is one of the best and he's been on the, um, forbidden door shows and yeah, stuff he's like excellent. that. People know who he is. He would be like, if you really want to excite Winnipeg, put him against mental, the real life cartoon character mm-hmm. against El Phantasma or team them up. There was so much you could do. Against player one and somebody? Player one and... and uh, Robbie Royce. And, no, no, Lo- no. Love no. child. Malcolm love child, love child. yes. Uh, but... The hell of a match. So, he... <laughs> nobody, nobody has contacted him. And that's the thing that makes me... That puzzles me. Anyway, so... That's what I... That's the funny story that, that he was on Dan King's show in Prince George, which was... That was the one where Rikishi gave me the stink face. Yes, because the New Age Outlaws didn't make it because TNA, Dan King tried to book in the New Age Outlaws and I said, fly them in the day before because to fly from Florida to Northern BC is quite a travel day and they both magically missed their flights. I could see one, not both. They both chose not to make. And Billy Gunn later said to me, if I'd known you were running the show, I would have been there, but because it was handled through TNA bookings as opposed to directly yeah. with Billy. It didn't work out. I remember that. He, that was the show where he booked in the Trailer Park Boys. Yes. Which was a good idea. The original idea was that Sarah Dunsworth, I think her name is, yeah. she, she had been on the show as a cameo, and her dad was John Dunsworth, yeah. who was the heel Play, on the he, show. Yeah. And Those we could have got the girl and the heels from the show and advertised that we had stars from... Trailer Park Boys. Remember what happened at Earl's the night before? Yes, I'm going to get there. She she was training too at the time. (laughs) Yes. That that. was the show. You quit. I quit. I quit. I've told this. And then Dan King tried to get me to book the show. I'm like, I'm not booking this mess. That's a story in itself. Either way, he brings in the Trailer Park Boys and big mistake he did. And and I'm not going to criticize him because I know that it's water under the bridge. Flew them to Prince George the night before, the day before. Oh yes. As opposed to fly them to Vancouver the night before, mm-hmm. and then fly them up that day and handle them and keep them out of the public eye for as long as you could. The problem was they were in town the night before. They went to the bar, to the busiest places in town, <laughs> Earls, and then the busiest bar in town. Oh, man. Everyone got a picture with them and had a drink with them, and nobody wanted to pay. And and then the other thing was the exorbitant ticket fee was fifty or fifty five dollars, which was more than WWE was charging at the time in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. So, but 
Trailer Park Boys were on the show. What did we draw for that show? I don't. I have a I have a DVD of that show. Probably shot by Riley. Oh, there you there go. Get him to autograph it. Um, Hit me up, Riley. I should ask. I should ask El Fantasmo about doing a cameo on this show. I wonder what he would say. Yeah. What's the worst he could say? Go f yourself. Yeah. Um, and we, we'll, and we'll, re- we'll record that too. Anyway, sorry, one Marty to another. Yes. Anyway, to the to getting to the point of the. Uh, don't bring your big names in the night before if they're authentic, <laughs> legitimate draws because they will hurt your ticket sale ability. From one Marty to another, Dark Side of the Ring has ended after a season. There was highlights, there was lowlights, there was meh, and then there was Marty. <laughs> and by Marty, I mean party with Marty, Marty Janetti. MJ in the house! I wish that Marty had told some of the stories that I had encountered with him. <laughs> but let's talk about the episode first, and then I'll tell you two two stories about Marty. I, I love the episode. I thought it was outstanding. I mean, like, listen, I think it was one of these things where it was really built up, so it kind of was underwhelming, maybe because in our heads it was more built up. They really kind of didn't talk about the alleged murder that uh, until okay. the end, which yeah. is their big hook on that. Right. Episode. And that was maybe what, I mean, I get it. That's the most recent thing. So you have to talk about that at the end, but they really kind of, I think that was what everybody was looking to get the meat of. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't get into it till the end. So. Yeah. I, well, the episode overall was good. Like it's probably a middle of the road episode, honestly, for me for this season, but yep, I would say so. Well, there's not that one big controversial moment. I think Charles yep. Austin is a bigger yep. story yep. because that was sort of the turning point of his career. See, yeah. that was hard. Marty to watch. and Sean should have had a tag team title run. They should have been the rock and roll express WWE. F version, the just rope like demolition. Broke, break it where they would have had. Well, that and that was also, I think, a con- wasn't that a contract issue with with Hart and Nightheart? At no, the, it no? was just it was. I think it was April nineteen ninety, and, and they the were going to put it, and they were going to put them over, and then just decided not to. They just said the match because it was such a disaster. They couldn't really air it, like Bret Hart's doing like a heart attack off of like the second rope, and it just looked terrible. So they're like, we can't run. So with then, this. why not do it again on the next taping? They just got cold feet and said, forget it. Okay, so here's why it would work. So. If you watch Crockett in 1985, I think it is, 86, they go to the Rock and Roll Express. They beat the Russians to become the tag team titles. Business goes on fire. The same thing could have happened with the Rockers coming in and beating a heel tag team to get the belts, beating Demolition. because then And then having Marty and Sean be good salesmen to sell and think of their matches with the Brainbusters. not even mentioned with on this the twin episode. tower at WrestleMania exactly. five. Excellent yeah. match. So what I, what I saw from this is Marty's like a lot of people I've met in the wrestling business who traveled through the business in the eighties. He's always a guy that probably was sitting in a locker room telling funny stories and you heard them all and you're like, okay, there's got to be, and people think this is about me when I tell a story. There's got to be some element of truth, but it's probably embellished. Whereas there's been stories that people, like when we talk about Jason Pandachuk, we lived it. It's 100% oh authentic. When we talk about some of the things like like Jeff Dick, we lived it. It was authentic. But it sounds embellished, right? And the way that we get giggling as we tell it, it sounds like it's taking on a life of its own. In Marty's case, he joked about on Facebook about how he was waiting to have sex with a girl because he thought it could be his daughter, which I knew when I read it, it was him just trying to get a shock out of right. people. And 
the Charles Austin lawsuit was ugly because in that case, WWE should have been 90% liable. Mm-hmm. They put an unqualified guy in the ring. When, when WWF used to travel and they'd book TV enhancement talent, the talent had no idea what the guy could and couldn't do. And they had to do their big moves on TV against jobber guys, so it would sell the power, the the their high spots basically. There's a lot more damage control now, for you, sure. Well, yeah, I think medical as well. Yeah, you clearly. and you have to like. There's a qualifying process yeah. to get on the on the tapings. You actually have to have a profile on WWE.com. It's like a hidden profile, like an HR profile. Yeah, yeah. if like they ask you for pictures. Um, a full like a like a full body shot picture of your face promos couple matches it's yeah. all on there so someone can do to the the can qualify like how it works is when you go on the website when they're in Rockford Illinois they set the radius to whatever and then they can find all the talent the yeah. extras within that radius and that's how you get booked okay so all of that stuff with Marty and Sean the breakup and his WWF trouble obviously affected them and put them on a bad path Then he got in trouble with the law. Not uncommon. It's like almost like Buff Bagwell's story. And then they tell the story about, did he kill this guy or did he tell a story? And and he talks about it in hypothetical because he's told the story so much. I didn't believe that story when he told it. And I don't believe it. I don't think he killed anybody. I don't think he, as a 14-year-old, took a rock to someone's temple and killed them and then threw them in the Chattahoochee River. But it makes for a good story. And then Al Snow confirmed he heard it in the 90s. The, that girl who has not aged well. No. No. The, oh. the friend of Marty. Yeah. Yep. She says she heard it. She believes it's true. Great. I think he probably told it, got a good sell out of people back in the in 80s and 90s and got a riveting audience and realized people are buying I love this story. I'm going to keep telling it. See, I, th- I think it's closer to truth. I think, no. I think part of it happened. I don't think he killed anybody. No. I think I, that's, it, it tracks completely perfectly well. He's tr- buying weed at a bowling alley. This guy tries to rape him. I mean, I've heard these types of stories before. I don't believe he killed anybody, but I do believe that maybe that happened to him. Okay, I don't. Especially given what was with Brutus Beefcake given and his, his wife, <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I like, embarrassed. does Brutus's wife want to have sex with Marty Jannetty, and Brutus is just sitting there getting off on it? Yeah, he's very uh, clearly a guy who likes to watch. <laughs> if you've met Brutus, though, this was not. This was kind of the same that we dealt with. It gave you a great haircut? Yeah. No, he did not. Just. <laughs> Sitting off the, the top, sitting in the chair with him. What was that thing when they Flushy. did the scene where he rubbed his nose? Did he just do a rail or what? He was sniffing a bunch too. Like he was like, yeah. like all the whole time. I was like, what Keys? is going on? I don't know. And his wife. I mean, I don't want to speak ill, but Missy like, Beefcake. Yeah, she was That's like her shoot name. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. She, well, I think she might have been a, a a dancer at one point. Trying to talk about her. Hits like there's something. Well, I think she was trying to get about. over. I think that I think they were sitting there going, "Hey, if this is going to help us at the merch table, let's get ourselves over." And, and let's call it like what it is. When did she start coming around? Three years ago? Yeah. No, I. Th- no, I she wasn't around when she, Beefcake was. Didn't it make it sound like she might have met Marty as a wrestler in the in the eighties or nineties? Maybe, but that's I what I think took from it. That's not Beefcake's first wife. No, this no. Be, this wife is in the like, last number. Ten, this is number five or three, six I think. If he says he never slept with Missy Hyatt, but Missy Hyatt says that he did, speaking of beefcake. 
<laughs> well, lucky for Beefcake at the time, uh, I guess. Right. Beefcake should be a, a profile on Dark Side of the Ring, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, he should not have been too... Unless he's auditioning and trying to say, hey, you no, should do my no, story. No, no, it should be Light Side of the Ring, because he's a guy who, like, never should have had the stardom he had. Yeah, but if you talk about his career, the parasailing accident, yep. Hogan accused him of stealing stuff at one point. He was signing autographs as Brutus Beefcake at signings, but they were pre-signed with Hulk Hogan's picture. So it looked like Hogan had already <laughs> signed and he was just signing there, there's some medium, his part. But it's just, he's just, he was so medium talented, even for that yeah, time but period. You know but what? his charisma was actually he, fantastic. Yeah. He had something for sure in yeah. the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, like he was probably their top top four baby face. Yeah, but wasn't he active like on, in a major promotion right till WCW shut down? Yeah. But that was thanks to being Hogan's boy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's light side of the ring. That's not dark. So, yeah, but there's stuff there. Like, he got in trouble in the Boston train, like in the subway station. They thought it was an anthrax scare after 9-11. It it was his cocaine. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. He had to go and say to the the police when they were shutting it down, hey, listen, that's not an anthrax. That's cocaine. I will say, he is very talented. To have a guy who's able to pee into a 600 mil Coke, yes, Coke bottle. Yes, while Shellcross is driving. In a car and not dribble any, put the lid it was on. A, it wasn't a Coke bottle. I think it was a, a beer bottle. Whatever it was. Yeah. But he didn't spill and he threw out the window. Yeah, yeah exactly. Skill. Andrew right. was willing to stop. Not his first rodeo. So Marty Gennetti, uh, what I will say, uh, my two favorite Marty Gennetti stories, and one of them is actually not my favorite. Danny was going to book him in in 2009. Yes, that was the show with Tyler Black, a.k.a. Seth Rollins. At that time, Marty was a little worried he couldn't get across the Canadian border, and he got an email from Mike the Sports Guy at Yahoo.com or something. I can't remember what the email address was, but it was Mike the Sports Guy at something. So it was framed to look like I did it, because I've been Mike the Sports Guy at Hotmail.com since 2001. Maybe it was your buddy Mike Stackhouse. I don't think it was him. <laughs> I, Mike would never do that. He wouldn't have thought to do it. But it was somebody who tried to sa- to sabotage Danny. Yeah. But this was also around the same time that we were sending emails to all those guys. So maybe it was a receipt. But Marty got an email, and he actually produced it. He did get an email from somebody pretending to be Mike Davidson saying, do not bother coming. I've already called the border. You will be detained. (laughs) Just ask Lex Luger. It happened to him in 2005. And to this day, Marty believes I did it, but he's still cool with me. Like, he thinks I I was going to stooge him at the border, but he's still like, hey, remember that time you stooged me at the border? I was like, that never happened, Marty. He thinks it, but he's still my buddy. The other funny story with Marty, and we've told it before, was when Danny and I were posing. At, well, not we were. Yes, we were co- collaborating on this one. We would send emails as a rival promoter, the Catfish Wrestling promoter, and we sent one to Marty, and it said, "Listen, we can get you across the border." This was in 07, 08, somewhere in there. We can get you across the border. We did it with Jake. It's very easy. We fly you into Grand Forks. My grandparents go and pick you up. They're nice people. They might ask a lot of questions, but don't worry. They stop a couple miles before the border. You get in the trunk. They, n- nobody hassles them because they're old, and they drive through the border, and then a couple miles after, they you get out. And he he talked about how hard he laughed at the thought of Jake being in the trunk and them just doing a random check. <laughs> Jake Hello there. Yeah. Oh, how Jake great would Roberts. that be? Anyway, so those are my two favorite Marty stories. He always is up for telling a good Bulldog Bob Brown story. But a good series this year. Yeah, I would say I, Adrian Adonis was probably my favorite. No, Kristen Tammy was much. Okay, sorry, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was a really good one. Doink was good. Doink was good. Yeah, I liked Abdullah and uh, Devin. I thought I thought for me like Adrian Adonis would be three, 
I think Matt Bourne was my favorite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Matt Bourne and then Chris and Tammy were number two. Um, Chris and Tammy, that sounds like so long ago. That was the first one. That right? was, yeah, it was yeah. 11 weeks ago. They Holy took one God. week off. Wow. Uh, I but liked it. It was good. It was good, but it's not going to be as good as DCs of the Keys. DCs of the Keys. Yes, we're going to do a two-week, a two-episode series on our experience with people that were on the dark side that got involved in our lives in wrestling. And um, we're not going to say much about it yet. We're going to save that. It's going to come middle of September, I think. It's going to be good. Yes. Um, What else? Do we have any AEW, WWE stuff that's interesting to talk about? I looked at some TV numbers. Yeah, well, you know what? I tell you what, when I go away for a long weekend, do you realize how hard it is to catch up on all those hours of wrestling? I was watching Collision from last Saturday on the way here while I was doing dishes today. Yeah, so you're driving and you're watching the match at a one-eye? Well, not when I'm doing dishes. Oh, no, I was I was CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat got beat down by Ricky Starks. His idea. Ricky called. Ricky Steamboat called for it. Yeah, for sure. And it was, um, hey, listen, it sounds like they're doing MJF, Cole, all in. Yeah, but they're really teasing now how CM Punk is the real world's champion with the spray painted belt. So maybe we could see. But you know, I hope they don't do Punk MJF. The following week, because that one needs to be built. I don't think they have enough time to no, get they there. Don't. I they think, don't. I think they need to keep them apart. Let Punk keep doing yeah. this. Let MGF do this thing. Yeah. Keep them apart for as long as you can. Yeah. Has this helped Ricky Starks being in this angle with Punk? The, yes. Yes. Okay, so far yeah. it has. Um, and again, Collision not available in Canada. So you have to go out of your way to see it online, which is very S- frustrating. Pirate. So in the case of Starks, this is really a chance for Punk to make a statement to guys that if there was any legitimacy that he was a locker room issue, and I did think that was a work, but no, we don't need to go there. But he gets a chance to make Starks and make the product better on the on the C sh- on the B show. Their A show last week only it, it did eight hundred and fifty seven thousand viewers, which I think is a victory in August. That's a victory, and NFL know, is starting up, and NXT has gone up yeah. again. Yeah, seven hundred and seventy five thousand. Yeah. I think Collision being called the B show is almost hyperbolic at this point though because it's so it's like what i see of collision is really good it is the b show though it's uh, on the b time slot it's it is but it, it is the better show it right is the now. better sh- that's i what enjoy I'm collision more than dynamite yeah uh, just the the matches are better they're the atmosphere is yeah. better the presentation is a little more fresh they the intros are like saturday night's main event it, with the music it kind of reminds me of what they promised when they started was more of a professional sports-based presentation that's yeah. what it feels like yeah. when i, I like collision. it i like collision it's a shame it's not available that's in good Canada. we're going to monday night raw monday night yeah. raw Mies, how many tickets 267 tickets avail- available well they can expand if they need to they're going to get it's they're going to sell out they're inches away from nine thousand, which is a great number for yep. wwe their friday night smackdown september 30th did 9100 they're going to be within a, a sea hair of that so and true north has told everybody who works at the Bell MTS Place Arena. Canada, they, Love, Canada Life Center. Canada Life Centers. Canada Life Center? Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called now. Is that what it is now? Yep. Sorry. You haven't been there for a while, apparently. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, all hands on deck. If you work for True North, you have to be at Monday Night Raw. And they are instructed. They instruct all their employees. You'll find this interesting. When WWE comes to town, we work for them. Oh, yeah. Whatever they want, Yeah, that's what we do. 
Kevin Donnelly has who runs Canada Life Center has always had a really interesting relationship with WWE. When they didn't want to come to Canada, he could always finagle one date a year. And then somehow in it started right before the pandemic. He's it's we're now a TV town, but we draw. We should be a TV yeah. town. It was always very hard because of routing to make Winnipeg a TV town. And through his diligence, it's been amazing. I have heard, and I'm not going to spill the date, All Elite Wrestling definitely does have a date locked at Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. Before the end of this year. Can I don't, you say that? I can't. I can't. I'm not going to. Uh, next week, I'm going to release the date. Okay. As told to me by my very reliable source. And it's not full gear, the pay-per-view, which we speculated several no, months ago. No, it's definitely ago, not. Because that looks to be in Los Angeles. Which so. is a good town for them to go to for it. Yeah. See, for them, they can draw. They. I, I think that they will draw a little bit better on their second trip to Winnipeg because they're not going... They're going to be a little bit smarter and not think, oh, we got to get Jericho and, and Omega in the ring together. They don't. They mm. really do not have to do that. As great as those, those guys marked out for themselves and got themselves, they forced themselves into a mini angle to get that. And it was, it was stupid. Jericho could have, they could have argued who had the better segment or who had more reaction in the segment by being a part. Would have been better for the show. But anyway, they're definitely coming back. It's it's. I'm told it's locked. I'm just. I'm not at liberty to say a date today. Did you, folks, see SummerSlam? Summer sleeves. No. Summer sleeves. I have not. Again, WWE on fire. Have not had a bad PLE premium live event as they're called now. Yeah. Have not had a bad show this year. Another great show. Roman Reigns retains WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Brock Lesnar looks yep. to be gone. Puts Ronda, over Cody. Cody Strong. Ronda Rousey looks to be gone. Outstanding show. SummerSlam. Just great stuff. It's the right time to take some time off for Lesnar and Rousey yep. and decide if you need them for Mania to bring them back around Rumble. Rousey may be going back to she, UFC. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I've heard. She's going to go back to UFC and try to rebuild her brand that WWE has destroyed. Yeah, well, so, de- destroyed might be a little... If she's heavy. using it's that... It's nowhere near as what it was. You remember, yeah, well, like, the, it's uh, impossible to go from UFC and it's two to two different WWE. audiences. Yeah, like, it's, totally. it, it is two different audiences, but the, her brand was so strong when she came. It was like, she was on movies and television well, shows, they and now nobody would look at her. They didn't that. know what to do with her. Yeah. But right? she they also, just, she didn't translate to WWE no, Universe properly. She wasn't a... I like how you said WWE Universe. What, so they don't say that anymore? They do, but yeah. it's such a bullshit. Yeah, it is. But, wrestling fans, but like, yeah. realistically, yeah. WWE Universe. Here's, here's where WWE is at. Logan Paul, oh, LA so Knight. Good. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. The, yeah. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Cody. Usos. Like, Seth, Seth Rollins. I actually Rollins. think Cody could, could end up missing his spot like Luger did. Because I think that the, there's a there's an undercurrent of stars that are just starting to percolate. Like, hey, LA Knight might become the top babyface in that company, and and just absolutely eclipse Cody at sur- like between Survivor Series and Rumble, where WWE goes, we got to tie it to LA Knight because it's there, I, it's now. I was just talking with a longtime listener of the show, Travis, about this because he he'd mentioned you know LA Knight's really hot, and then he said, hey, did did uh, Nick Aldis sign? He did. And I said, he did sign. He's, he's a producer role. But then we started talking. I said, you know, if they wanted to keep LA Knight hot, but they wanted to keep him away from the title for a bit, 
Nick Aldis would be the perfect guy. Aldis is Nick Aldis and yeah. LA Knight. Nick Ald- let Nick Aldis play the the heel that's just a little bit better until MGF overcomes it. It would. And you mean LA Knight? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So LA Knight. the thing is, though, um, I'd I'd been told that because I somebody told me of a couple of hotel rooms that are reserved. Like, I don't honestly care. I'm not a guy that's going to go wait in the lobby to get an autograph. Well, we know people that will. Yeah, yeah but all, he said Nick Aldis is on the hotel list. Yeah. I so said, I guess that means he's signed. But I'd known, like I'd heard he that's was. That's old news. Yeah, like yeah. it was in the process. Bobby so, Bobby Roode, also producer role. Not wrestling anymore. Not wrestling. Anymore. Shame. I, yeah. I still thought there was still gas in that tank. And I do with Aldis too. But WWE doesn't need them to be wrestlers. Um, the thing I'll say about LA Knight is the way that they're slowly building him is they can go into the Royal Rumble and him win it and go to him and Roman at one of the nights of Mania. And the thing is, is that's got to be Cody's worst freaking nightmare. Right. Because he, I don't think Cody can, I don't think Cody can carry that steam for one year. And I think LA Knight has consistently been building. That's very WrestleMania 10-ish, right? Where Yokozuna had Brett and Yoko and everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Lex's turn, Lex's turn. And then Brett just kind of slides out of there. Luger peaked at at SummerSlam and under-delivered in Vince's eyes. Vince messed up. If he goes with Luger at SummerSlam, it's a completely different universe. Just like if, like, how it ended up going was the, it's the right universe that Brett ended up the next champion because Luger couldn't have carried it, and they figured that out. 30 years ago, that was. Yeah. Do you Also know how, in Detroit, the Palace of yeah. Auburn Hills. Do you know how bad it was at that time when Luger doesn't win the title, and they go into that fall, and the Quebecers take the tag straps mm-hmm. from the Steiners, mm-hmm. Ludwig Borga is there, the foreign, like they're pushing the foreigners. Crush, crushes a heel. Taker has the, the jacket with the American yeah. flag inside. By the way, there's the dark side of the ring. Have you ever looked into Ludwig Borga? <laughs> oh, yeah. Insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a dark side of the ring. Oh, yeah. But that was a dark time for WWE. And I that's agree. why when Brett won at 10, I thought, okay, they figured it out. But that was like, that was a real rough fall. Oof. Anyway, uh, what else you got? That's all I have for uh, WWE, AEW. But we should quickly mention uh, WPW with yes. their show that's coming up here uh, at the end of August with Lufisto who had a little bit of a hiccup, shall we say, with the AEW women's roster. How so? She had uh, she was booked for the Boston show um, back in right. April, and then she apparently felt that she was discriminated against or some of the other females in the locker room were um, going out of their way to kind of demean her or to not allow her to cut her knees out from under her. basically is what she's kind of saying so i mean interesting that wpw is bringing her in it's a hot name to go after she's right now got a little bit of heat yeah. on them you know wpw they're kind of like they like to stay away from that kind of yeah. yeah. hot heat so is she going to be here will she be replaced um it, it's not like a cancellation type thing i don't think but she's got a little bit of heat on her right now so interesting we'll see what happens there i, uh, I think she'll be there I, I think so too i don't know why they would they wouldn't bother i mean she, she felt something and expressed it nothing wrong with that yeah and she's like you know i mean she probably walked in there and she's been doing this for since like i think the late 90s yeah she walks in there she probably feels a little bit like she's older yeah she like, should be showing some respect yeah um it's not uncommon for someone to like Shane Helms used to shoot off about Shawn Michaels 
Rock shoots off about Shawn Michaels. Like you get that sort of yeah. thing where mm-hmm. guys will say, Hey, I think that person, Charlie Haas used to tell me he didn't get along well with, who was it? I don't remember, so I'm not going to speculate. But he used to tell me who who didn't get along with people. It makes for interesting stories. Well, I think it's important to have respect for, you know, even if somebody, listen, they might not be on an international stage or whatever. This person's been in the business a long time. I heard Tommy Dreamer on Busted Open this week talking about they were at a show, and I can't remember what it was. I think it was a WWE show. This is when he was an agent or producer backstage. And Arn Anderson standing around, and all the other talent is sitting. And Tommy Dreamer went up to him and said, Hey, would you like my chair? And he's like, no, no, I th- I'm okay. I'm, I'll just kind of hang out here. But Arn Anderson went to him after and said, hey, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's a lost art form. That yeah. respect yeah. is not here anymore. And Tommy Dreamer's like, of course. Like, what? You- you're Arn Anderson. And yeah. he's like, that doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore. So it's sad. We need to make sure that these guys coming up and gals coming up, they need to understand and have that appreciation for people who have paved the way before you. Absolutely. And lastly, before we go to our next segment, Danny Duggan and CWA announced that they're going back on the road on a longer tour. It's going to be nine dates, I believe, so far. It's going to go from three provinces. Medicine Hat, Alberta is the furthest date west. And he's going to bring it through Saskatchewan and to Manitoba for a nine-date super tour. So he's starting to get back to pre-pandemic efforts. And good luck to him. It's uh, he's, he's having a good year. Um, he It's an interesting year. His... Strongest markets seem to be Saskatchewan right now and Thunder Bay. So a lot, lot of work for a guy like me coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently so. So you've made your choice. <laughs> no, not there's yet. Been, there's he, been no choice. He's, no, he's at five percent this there's week. There's nothing. There's no news to we report. We went through. I went through the exact same yeah. thing when it came to starting up a wrestling company. So I know what it's like. Um, what time is it, Chris? It's Vader time. Oh wait, no, it's time for the Mary Brown's mailbag. Mary Brown's chicken crave delicious. Crave Canadian. Has 14 Manitoba locations? Mary Brown's Chicken. Who only uses Manitoba chicken? Mary Brown's Chicken. And who only uses Manitoba grown potatoes hand cut in store? I bet you've already guessed. Even Mary Brown's coleslaw is made fresh in store from whole carrots and cabbage. Download Mary Brown's app today and take advantage of money saving deals and even a secret menu. You can order ahead to get your Mary Brown's faster. Mary Brown's Chicken. Crave delicious. Two questions in the Mies Bees this week. Uh, first one coming in from Kid Remington. Did he send it on threads? I believe he did send it on Do threads. Do we have threads? We have threads. Do no, we? We, we don't have threads. Good. I don't have threads yet. Every I, week, I'm I'm going against threads. The, the only reason, folks, we don't have threads, if you're sitting there waiting, like, when is B, she's going to join? It's part of Shane Madison's contract yes. that we do not get threads. Yes, and Glenn Goza has got to go. No, well, it's got to go. We're working it's either on, him or me. We're working Cheers. on that bit by bit, my friend. <laughs> All right, Kid Remington asks, how much dollar-wise, percentage-wise, would you allocate to talent, setup, merch, insurance, concessions, and a venue when running a show? Ooh. I'm not going to touch that one. I'll leave that with you. Yeah, Mike. we'll leave that up to the guy who's actually done that. 2010, Jeff Dick came to me. I've told the story. Said he, I had a budget that was over a million dollars. I think it was a million dollars for year one. And that we would own the studio that we would pr- produce in. So that Sarah loved that studio. That meant, <laughs> that meant we didn't have to pay a facility rental fee. Basically, it was, it was, I don't know what the word is, but it was built in cost. So here's how I would do it today. You're going to be looking at, to do a good taping, 
Well, there's inex- there's lesser expensive ways to do it. Like Let's w- use WPW, WPW as an example. is a good example. Using potentially the fight TV method, if they were okay, to go that so way. Okay, so they... Let's use it like that. I'm not sure what their venue fee is, but it's at West End Cultural Center, it would be under $2,000, okay. I would bet. And Devin will tell me if I'm wrong. Then you would spend... You should spend some... You should always spend money on advertising from a branding play. Mm-hmm. You want people like Sea Bear. Winnipeg Sea Bears is a prime example. What is every wrestling company in town should be kicking themselves because Sea Bears came to town. I thought they were going to draw seven hundred a game. They drew seven thousand many games. Yep. And the playoff game was the upper deck was open. Yeah, they created a frenzy of interest and people, it just, it, it caught momentum and it kept going. And the closest thing to that right now is Winnipeg Pro Wrestling and, and wrestling. So get a venue that's respectable and and people are like, oh, I know that venue. And presentable. Yeah, I believe in that venue and spend to do it. Then you want to have a healthy crop of the best local talent you can get. And that includes Mentolo, AJ, which Winnipeg Pro has. I don't know about Mentolo. Uh, James Roth, Chad Daniels, the new age guys. Like, uh, get them involved. Get um, Shane Madison. If you could get him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shaggy, if he's still going to wrestle. Get a good group of local guys. Then what I would suggest doing is make a deal with Eric Cannon to get him and a couple guys from Minnesota to come up. Try to get some Alberta talent that can rotate in. Try to really give your yourself a mix that no other wrestling company can offer on their presentation. So you have something that's unique to what you've got. Um, and then you've got to have a, a name or two to make your TV better. You're not going to have the budget I had in, in 2010. But you're going to need like a, a, re, a regular guest star, it's like Shane Madison, that can come in and, and legitimize your product for taping. So your talent is going to run somewhere in the neighborhood of $4,000 a show. And then airfares on top of that, they're going to run it up to probably six or 7,000, like yeah, another at least, two or 3,000 yeah. hotels. You're probably looking at 15 to $20,000. If you want to create a broadcast property where you're not visibly cutting corners, right? So then you've got to generate 15 or $20,000 on, on revenue, whether that's ticket sales, sponsors, um, streaming rights on Fight TV, or potentially running bonus content on YouTube that you can create enough of a following to, to turn that into a revenue generator. It isn't easy. I, I looked at the numbers not that long ago. It sounds tough right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. It, it's not an investment that you go to your buddy and say, hey, listen, Let's get out of flipping houses, buying a house, fixing it and selling it for three months of work. You can make $40,000. This business isn't that it's uh, we're going to be in this for three years. The guy who's going to bankroll, it's going to have, you know, two, three, five million dollars that they've either inherited or they've, or they've built a business that has that kind of money. And he wants to do it because it's fun and it's like pro sports. If you don't think about pro sports when you're when you're putting together a wrestling business plan, your fan base is similar. How you market to that fan base is similar. How you merchandise to that fan base is similar. If you don't think about how you're going to run this like a pro sports franchise, you're dead before you start. Now, in Winnipeg, for example, uh, up until recently, there was the Winnipeg Ice, Valor FC, 
Winnipeg Sea Bears, Winnipeg Gold Eyes, Winnipeg Jets, Manitoba Moose, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think that's eight that I've named that, that yep. was basically going after the sports fan dollar. But there was Sea Bears came in this year. And there is room for Winnipeg, for example. Profiles like Chicago. It just doesn't have the quite the population density, but it's got the same rabid fan base, just not because there's 3 million people in Chicago and 700,000 in Winnipeg. There's just four times the fans in Chicago, but there's no reason why you can't build Winnipeg to be a monthly show where 2000 people believe what you've got is that good, but it's going to take a commitment to quality. WPW has done it. I would say advertising, you got to be looking at a three to five thousand dollar ad budget. You're looking at a talent budget, seven thousand, a building of two to three thousand, hotels, logistics. There's there's a lot that goes into it, but you got to have one an investor, two a vision, sorry, vision first, then an investor. Then you got the you got to have the balls to do it, and you got to have the work ethic. It will be a full time job for someone to do that. So, and that's, that's going to create either a weekly or bi-weekly or monthly offering of broadcast. What about if you're a smaller company like a Primo's, what do you think that kind of get a nice venue shoot? You you can do it. You can cut corners to do it. If you have a nice venue, like I'm not talking television. I'm just saying to run a respectable looking. And that's what I'm saying. Okay. So one of the problems when CWE did their weekly YouTube series was that they shot it in a venue that never could look presentable. Yeah. And that took away from anything that happened in terms of match. You gotta have good audio, you gotta have good video, and, and the talent in the ring has to deliver. The problem is that if you don't have, if you've never brought in Gangrel or Dinsmore or Billy Gunn, when we did, and I'm using the 2010 roster, their job was to tell our guys feed to that camera. Yeah. Get that face on that camera. There's the camera you're feeding to and cut your promo like this. And there was just little tips on how to do it. Shorten up. Do not work the P do not work the live house so much like you do on a, on an indie show, work the camera and get the people to feed, feed you while you're working the camera. Um, it, it, it's, I'm making it sound harder and more complicated than it is. Primos could do it, CWE could do it, but you need a nice-looking venue to do it. And then you need a guy like Scott Carnegie who knows all the tricks to make it look right. Second question in from Michelle in the Mary Brown's mailbag. Michelle says, women's wrestling seems to be on fire right now. Who do you guys think is the number one female in the world right now for wrestling? Um, It's not even close. Yeah, like uh, I know you and I have got the same answer. What about you, Mike? No, say it. You go ahead, Shane. Well, it's Rhea Ripley by a mile. That's yeah. the WWE machine behind it. But no, there might be more talented. It's way, it's way more than that. It's, she's it's, got uh, indefinable quality. Star pre- I don't care for her new haircut. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why women cut their bangs like that. I really don't understand it. But that being said, they will grow back. But she's got that star factor, um, her, her presence... Just she commands the camera when she comes out. All these intangibles that you can't put your finger on. On top of that, I was thinking about this. WWE has had some great matches this year. Her match with Charlotte Flair from WrestleMania, I think is my favorite match for WWE this year. Yeah, And I then Adam Knight match. broke her jaw? Yeah, he, he punched her right out. <laughs> Knocked her right out clean. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, there, there are people that I... 
that I really like uh, female wrestlers. Closest for me would be Britt Baker, and she's still miles off. She's, she's got star presence, but her work is not even in the same no, universe. But she's, Although, if she went to WWE, it would be interested. I would be interested to see what the machine did for her. She would be in NXT first of all. She'd become a megastar, though, if she wanted to. Yeah. I think she kind of likes her lifestyle right now where she can still yeah. go back and do dentistry, yeah. which she does, by the way, and she can be on television yeah. and do, you know, for a few weeks at a time. She yeah. needs she needs some work in the ring, for sure. She's got everything else, and yeah. a lot of the everything else is stuff you can't teach. Their in-ring work can be worked on. All right. Yeah. There's one more question you didn't, you're going to uh, skip. No, I do have it, but do you do, do you have an answer for that one? I, I agree with Rhea Ripley. I'm not going to swim upstream. It's quite apparent that, <laughs> you know, that is the biggest wrestling, female wrestler right now. in, in the Which industry. is crazy considering Becky Lynch a couple of years ago, Charlotte Flair a couple Sasha of years ago. Sasha Banks was a big like, deal. She has eclipsed yeah. all of those. All of them, yeah. Which is exactly when we talked, last week you said they're missing that star. Yeah. But they've got, they've go, it's percolating. Who's that? WWE? WWE. Oh, yeah, they Between got Between LA Knight, Logan Paul, Rhea Ripley, and Cody could still catch more fire. And lots in the pipeline. Yeah. And NXT. Like, they, they've got something. All right, this one, third question in coming in from Matt. How it's do you... Mr. Beautiful who sent that. Oh, this is Mr. Oh, we got one from Matt, too. Let's do this one first. Mr. Beautiful, how do you feel about shoot wrestling matches? Just watching Baszler and Rousey, Lion's Den was fun. Wasn't there some in AWE with Severn and Omega? DiCaprio? Question uh, mark? I don't think Omega wrestled Severn, but I know DiCaprio did. did. Maybe. Were I there don't... shoot matches? They were... Because that's kind of what nah, he's asking. they were a worked shoot. They were shoot. wrestling matches. These were worked... Uh, work but they were fed... To, they were done to make... Dan Severn to make Dan Severn like basically to work Dan Severn style, yeah, and to give Donnie DiCaprio a rub because we were trying to get Donnie DiCaprio to be one of our elite talent at that time. We had a great match on Ring of Honor, which we didn't talk about actually. He had a great match with Daniel Garcia a couple weeks ago. Oh, yes, that was good. Um, my thought on it is Ken Shamrock was the only guy other than Lesnar who did the crossover well. Severin was very uh, wooden in the ring, in my opinion. Mm. And Blackman was believable, but eh, not not top guy material. Shamrock could have been a WWF world champion around the time uh, Brett loses to Sean, like which was talked about. Yeah, because um, he wrestled Sean at the Degeneration X pay per view in December of '97. Yeah, that time for the title. when Brett and like the title in that year. After Shamrock's the special guest referee for Austin Hart double turn, I believe Shamrock could have won the title and held it for a month or two. Um, Lesnar, obviously the best crossover ever. Well, Lesnar's one of the top five wrestlers of all time in terms of what he can do in the ring. Um, Angle could have done a crossover. But the thing is, if the crossover is done, I want it to be more of a pro wrestling style but them to have the legitimacy of the shoot star. Like the like what Lesnar does. Yes. That presentation. As opposed to... Or Shayna Baszler. As opposed to changing the rules to be shoot style in wrestling. Doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. The, the crowd fans is, doesn't... They don't buy it. Yeah, they don't want it. That Baszler-Rousey yeah. match at SummerSlam. People didn't come... You could hear them chanting boring five minutes in. If you're going to do that, it's got to be quick. Yeah. Like four minutes. Yeah. That's it. Because... Wrestling fans don't come to watch MMA fights. MMA fans don't come to watch wrestling fights. Nope. 
you got to cater to your audience. You're swimming upstream when you're doing something. It was like hard that. hitting, but it was for I liked it, but I understand why people don't. Yeah, there are people who like both wrestling and MMA, but they don't like it mixed. They don't like yep, hundred percent. Like there That's are fair. people that love UFC and love WWE, but they love their UFC on on the UFC show and they love their WWE on the WWE show and they can't envision the world. Yeah, I'm not a UFC guy at all. I don't watch it. I don't know who's it's the too player. much now. Yeah, I just don't know who the players. Are. I, the reason I liked Baszler and Rousey though is because it was a work shoot, but it looked legit. It was snug. Yeah, so it was snug. It was you see the uh, potato on her eye? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> she, I all think right. she was missing a tooth. Too. I want to know what's going on in the event center. This. Is your BG's Wrestling Event Center? We start in British Columbia, Saturday, August nineteenth. Big West Wrestling is in Enderby. We move to Alberta, Thursday, August seventeenth. Wild Rose Sports Association is in Red Deer, Thursday, August seventeenth. Can Am Wrestling returns to Brooks, Friday, August eighteenth. Wild Rose Sports Association is in Calgary, also Friday, August eighteenth. Can Am Wrestling is in Innisfail. And Saturday, August 19th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Mundare. Saturday, August 19th, Can-Am Wrestling is in Olds. And Saturday, August 19th, Wild Rose Sports Association is in Medicine Hat. We move to Saskatchewan Thursday, August 17th. CWE has a doubleheader, first in Cote, Saskatchewan at 1 p.m. And then Kisakus First Nation at 6.30 Friday, August 18th, CWE is in St. Wahlberg. And Saturday, August 19th, Prairie Pro Wrestling is in Saskatoon. Finally, we go to Manitoba. Monday, August 14th, WWE Monday Night Raw is in Winnipeg. And Saturday, August 19th, CWE returns to Lilac Resort. And that has been your BC's Wrestling Event Center. 13 events in the event center. Mecca, Shane, Madison, you had your work cut out for you. Thank you for compiling that. Um, couple Check your of local notes. indies. Yeah, cu- yeah, support them. A uh, couple of notes. Uh, one of the boys is getting married, and we all need to buy a ticket to support it. Yes, Spider, the Canadian crime spree. Loyal listener to the show. Yes. Yep. September 30th. You can get your tickets. Where's the social? Uh, I don't. No, I can't remember where the social is, but we can get that information when we get any any wrestler social I've ever gone to. I've had a great time. The boys get together, they drink, they tell stories. So fun! Probably slap some people out, maybe. Well, could happen if you're there. I don't know. I I don't want to get slapped. (laughs) I'm not worried about getting slapped. Well, maybe Adam Knight will be there. So I bet you he wouldn't even acknowledge him in the room. J.C. Dirksen's getting married too again. He's getting, yeah, he's getting There might, Sep- be there might be a problem. What's the date? September the 10th. Are you the best man? He sent me the wedding invitation. I had to decline because I'm flying to Dallas the next day. Yep. Um, Going to the big D. Yep. So is he. <laughs> the big D. <laughs> and don't mean Dallas. That was a country music a good song, song in the I, 80s. I was thinking yeah. that immediately. 90s. I was, I've been trying to find a... Uh, Spider's wedding social venue, but I can't see. Yeah, to find it. I, all right. We can we'll, get that. Yeah, we'll September thirtieth. All the boys, they all listen to the show. Go get your ticket for yeah, sure. Fifteen dollars. Support one of the boys. And finally, fr- another friend of the show, James Roth. Yes, um, he was in the World Police and Fire Games hockey. Yes, and his team, the Winnipeg Smoke, won the bronze medal in the World Police and Fire Games hockey. So, and this is after taking a shit canning over the top rope, having the rope. Whiplash him, oh. smash his nose, destroy his nose, 
and ugly, he still ugly played. picture. Guy still played. Must have wore a full face shield. I don't know. It, and that's when people say, wrestling, it's not real. These guys are tough guys. Yes. And uh, congratulations to James Roth and the Winnipeg Smoke on their uh, bronze medal. Because like we said, that Winnipeg Police and Fire Games, that's a big deal. Yes. That is a really, really All big thing. All the athletes that were around for that were all happy to be here. It was a great experience. I think it was great for the city. So that's wonderful. Anything else that we want to say before we close? Well, next episode, next week, episode 69. <laughs> and before we go, Graham Keem, you heard us spend 30 minutes talking about you. Release another promo. We would like to have more to talk about next week. 